Welcome back to the Back of Bench podcast, where we discuss all the latest news in sports, between the uh, NBA, NHL, and the NFL. Today we're going to be discussing all the big free agency stuff and draft things that have gone on in almost every league right now. With the NBA, a lot of signings going on and a lot of trades with huge players that you wouldn't expect to be leaving their teams. In the NHL, a new team comes in and a lot of big signings for a lot of big teams. In the NFL, some allegations going on of players not, refu- not refusing to answer their coaches' calls and maybe requesting trades other than Aaron Rodgers. But we will mention him too because of course. it's pretty big news. Of course. Okay, so we're going to start off in the NBA with the draft recap. So, what was your favorite pick? My favorite pick had to be uh, Kuminga to the Warriors. I feel like he's a really underrated player, and he can fit into that system pretty well. And I think one of the reasons they brought back Iguodala would be to mentor him. Oh, yeah. Because they both do run the small forward, power forward position. And even if Clay's gone, they could maybe try and bump him to the two and then run him with Curry, because I think that'd be a really good system. Yeah. That was a really interesting pick, because everyone expected them to you know shift and trade their two first picks to get another guy but they ended up not doing that and they ended up trading for a guy or drafting a guy who's young and can play and be mentored by uh, the veterans on the team exactly uh my favorite pick was evan mobley i think he's gonna be a stud he's seven foot he can guard almost every position and he's great in transition you know i think if he could just develop his shot He'll be good. What was your worst pick? I, I think, think we uh, have a consensus. All right, on running on three. One, two, three. Scotty Barnes. Barnes. I mean, Scotty. Look, he's a good player, but fourth overall, you could have t- definitely yeah. traded down. You could have packaged something, and then you could have got a lot for a fourth overall pick from a team. Yeah. Say like the Thunder. The Thunder would give up a lot for a fourth. You could get like Leguenz Dort or something. Exactly. To give him up. But Scotty Barnes, like, as much as I would like to trust Masai Ujiri and his picks, I don't know if this is the right one. Yeah. Because the drafting that the Raptors have done, we know they're a team that doesn't usually build through the draft. They usually make trades or signings, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it also seems like they're afraid of big players. The last time they had a big-name star was Kawhi, and they exactly. did make a push to sign him again, but they also refused a couple trades from other teams that would have given them huge players. And I think if you want to take a run at a defensive player— why wouldn't you try and make an actual trade package for Ben Simmons? Yeah. It's not even that Scotty Barnes is a bad player or anything like that. It's just who they had available. Jalen Suggs, who hit a buzzer beater in a clutch situation. Big he's, four member. Yeah, he is a bona fide stud, and you just pass on him. I, it's it's that fear of a of a star player because yeah. the Raptors are such a like a team team that you you don't have one consensus consensus player. You kind of work the ball around to whoever everyone can score yeah. on that team. But now we're hearing you know word that like Van they're building around exactly. Van Vliet, OG which, Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam. Which if you were to pair against another big three like Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, you stand no chance. Exactly. You do not want Fred Van Vliet guarding Kyrie Irving. They don't. Matter. Up. No. And we saw that trio play this season. Where did that get them? The fourth overall pick. And then you still waste that? Exactly. And Raptors then, need to turn around pretty quick. Yeah, and they just signed Masai Ujiri to a three-year extension or something like they, that. They trust yeah. him. I hope the Raptors don't start their very own process, 76ers. Exactly. So, you know what? Something big did happen at the draft. That's true. A pretty big trade. Yes. Uh, former MVP from Los Angeles. Brody Russell Westbrook was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers from the Washington Wizards for Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell, and I believe a couple picks. They were given the 2021 first uh, round pick. The Wizards got the first round yeah. pick. Uh, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, and Russell Westbrook went to the Lakers as well as a second from 2024 and a second from 2028. What's your thoughts on this? Well, 
I think this is this is just entirely to match the big three that's going on in Brooklyn. Because oh, yeah. if that team can stay healthy, that's a finals team. That's like a Warriors 73-9 and nine type team. But LeBron James is LeBron James. Yeah. It's a guarantee that they'll make the playoffs as a high seed. But now that you had Russell Westbrook, the only issue that people have always been bringing up is the three-point shooting. That's their biggest weakness. While the biggest strength yeah. for Brooklyn is their three-point shooting, those guys can score from anywhere. Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving are all amazing shooters. LeBron James is an above-average three-point shooter because, well, it's LeBron. Yeah. Anthony Davis can't shoot threes. Russell Westbrook, you saw how the Lakers themselves were guarding them in the exactly. bubble. Exactly. So they need to get a guy like Buddy Heald on that team. Yeah. They got Malik Monk, but is he the answer to that three-point issue? I mean, last year we saw Contavious Caldwell Pope. He was lighting it up from three, and then you give him away in this trade, right? So exactly. you, it's two steps forward, one step back. I think my main concern with this is that Russell Westbrook has never been able to play on a superstar team. Before. Like, he's never been able to. We said it failed in, with the Thunder. It's failed prior. You know, he couldn't even play with Bradley Beal, especially, like, well— so it's good to see how he's developed as a player, and maybe he can shine with the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lakers getting Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony, who uh, looks Mello, very, yes. very, very well, and yeah. he's going to come out big for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Dwayne Wade manages to crawl his way back in. There, <laughs> I think Carmelo Anthony, you know, as a Trailblazers fan, it is painful to see, and I wish you stayed because it's the Trailblazers' year. So don't don't laugh. It's gonna happen. But Carmelo is a great all-around scorer, and I think he would probably be coming off the bench for the Lakers, unless you want your starting five to be say Russell at the point guard, Malik at the two, LeBron, and then you put Carmelo at the power forward, and then make AD run center. Which we know AD does not want to run AD center. Does not. <laughs> but if it's better for the team, you know, will AD take that hit? I don't know. No, he hasn't prior, and he said he didn't want to play center. He's yeah. not going to take that hit. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a wild ride to see that team work. Mm-hmm. Almost that the rim will be crying every night because you got three of the best dunkers in the league on that team. Exactly. So, you know, it'll be a, a exciting basketball, but fundamentally, I don't know if they have enough to take down Brooklyn. I, I don't think they have enough to take them, but they're gonna be they're gonna be really good in the paint, and they're gonna be able to get, like, get the fast breaks going really well. But again, three point shooting is essential in this style of the NBA, and they don't have it exactly at the moment, at least. At, yeah, you know, yeah. like Kevin Durant, he's a guy that can score from anywhere, and what people are saying, the best player in the league, which I still think is Giannis. And I wouldn't say he's the best player. I would say he's one of, probably one of the best scorers in the league. At the yeah, moment. They, well, I think he's one of the best scorers of all time, and he's true, definitely the best true. scorer in the league. Um, which then again, you could also still argue that it's Curry. Yeah, but I think the best player in the league all around is Giannis Antetokounmpo, NBA champion, dominating force. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, that's another thing. We won't dive deep into that this time, but. If you're Brooklyn, you need to capitalize on your three-point shooting. Now. If you're looking all the way over at the like other side of the like seaboard and you see L.A., you know that they will wreck you in the paint. Russell Westbrook will yeah. dunk on everybody. LeBron James, yeah. Anthony Davis can throw it down and he can play elite defense. But when it comes to the perimeter, you let James Harden get any space. It's yeah. in. You let Kevin Durant just walk up and shoot. It'll go in. Kyrie Irving will space you out. If Russell Westbrook is guarding Kyrie Irving... Russell doesn't have that perimeter D. Exactly. So Kyrie will get some nice handles going, create so much space, and then either pass it to Kevin, James, or take a shot. And even then, you have Joe Harris on that team, who is one of the better three-point shooters, and I think is a better three-point shooter than Kyrie Irving. I agree. It's something else that, like, it's a three-point shooting barrage, and if you're the Lakers, honestly, a guy I would try and get is Seth Curry. So, yeah, 
you know, Seth Curry's great at shooting threes, one yeah. one of the best percentages of all time. Yes. Uh, this is this has to be Brooklyn's year. It, it has to. There's no more excuses. Exactly. It's, it's, you can't blame it on injuries again. Exactly. That's not two no. years not going to happen. No, no. And, yeah. like, if, if, if you fail Brooklyn, you will be flamed harder than the Warriors that blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah. This will never, ever leave you. Kevin Durant, you will be mocked senselessly. This will be the second time you have joined a super team. <laughs> and, sure, you won with the Warriors. Great for you. But now you're captaining this super team. It was Curry the last time. Yeah. Now it's you. And if you can't do this, whose exactly. fault is that? So now we move on to the Bulls, who got a guy that was rumored to go to LA exactly. in DeMar DeRozan. That was huge. That I think the Bulls now have a great team. They do. Only problem is, who we previously mentioned, the Brooklyn Nets, they are, it's an unstoppable super team yeah. unless injuries plague them. And DeMar, Alonzo, and Caruso. I know there's a lot of jokes about Alex Caruso, but he is genuinely a good scorer and a good player, and he's pretty good at defense too. Yeah. So he's going to be a guy that can come off the bench and get you buckets. And while Lonzo has been improving incredibly, uh, DeMar DeRozan is still that scorer from mid-range, which players don't know how to guard anymore. DeMar to mid-range. DeMar to mid-range. <laughs> and it's just it's consistent buckets from him. It's a lot of scoring. And then you take in the fact that they have Nikola Vucevic out there, too. Yeah. Patrick Williams, the guy they drafted, is turning into his own. Yet, when we first saw that in the draft, why didn't they take Denny uh, Avizda, the, you know, the guy from Israel? And instead, Patrick is an elite defender who I think yeah. can run a lot of positions for you. Zach Levine. Don't forget about Kobe White. Kobe he's White. He's going to be a good player. Um, this is an extremely deep team that could get that eight-seed spot and lock it. The thing that they need to just... Do is gel together. I wouldn't even say eight seed. I'd say fifth, maybe fourth seed at the highest. My like seeding would probably be the Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Yeah. If Philly can work it out, third seed, and then maybe the Bulls at the four. I think they could honestly make that push. Yeah. If they have a lot of time in the regular season to gel, and with a lot of passing, you make Zach Levine your number one scoring option, DeMar yeah. your number two, and Lonzo can just pass to either of those guys. That that Lonzo, DeMar, Levine sort of trio is going to be great because Levine's not afraid to shoot the ball. Lonzo's an elite passer. And DeMar, you know, he just pulls up from mid-range. He can get those, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, Nikola Vucevic, all-star caliber center. Exactly. I think, you know, he might not make an all-star team next year just because he's surrounded by so many other great players that he'll be under he'll be undershadowed. He'll gather so many rebounds and he'll put the ball in the basket. He's a seven-footer, about, and he can just consistently get you points and he can work, in, work well in the defensive end, too. Um, but other signings that happened, this is a, uh, a weird situation, was the Dennis Schroeder situation. <laughs> Schroeder initially asked for a max contract, and did the Lakers give it to him? Did any team give it to him? No, no team would give Dennis Schroeder a max contract, because Dennis Schroeder does not deserve a max contract. And instead of, and the, the Lakers gave him an $85.7 million deal. To which he said no and would rather a $100 million extension. The Lakers, obviously trying to get actual good players, yep. said no. And then nobody signed him. He fell off the face of the earth. But we recently have learned that he has signed a near-minimum deal with well, the Boston Celtics. It is apparent that he thinks that he can make that type of money. So he's going to play with the Boston Celtics. Hopefully, he can play well and gel well with that roster. Emphasis on hopefully. Hopefully. Because Boston... They're, yeah, Boston would be my fourth seed now that I yeah. think about it. And Bulls number, number five. That'd be a great series. But Jason Tatum is going to be a good player. And if you want to, like, if Dennis Schroeder 
you got to realize that you're not you played with LeBron, you played with LeBron. You have to treat Jason kind of as that LeBron type figure. Yeah. You're not going to make 100 million dollars. Look at what you're worth and play what you're worth and yeah. play, you know, Dennis is a good player at some points of his great game. De- he's a great defender. Great I, defender. I Horrible think... hairline, great defender. Um, that's what Boston needs though. Like you have Marcus Smart, great defender. Jason Tatum gets the buckets. You know, Kemba Walker, he was injured for most of the season, and then there's you know, a reason he's gone. Yeah, there's a reason he's gone, and he didn't play defense all too well last year. Now you get a guy who can play defense and is not making that much money. So Boston has to utilize this. Mm. You know, they have to come out there and they have to say, hey, get the ball to Tatum mm. on offense and just play defense because oh, yeah. Tatum can play defense, Smart can play defense, Brown can play defense. They have to be an elite and now defensive Schroeder team. can play defense. Yeah. The only problem with that team, I think, is their size. They have nobody that can guard a player above six nine. Yeah. So if you're playing, say, the Bucks again, who do you got guarding Giannis? Uh, exactly. Because if you have Marcus Smart on Giannis, that's about a seven-inch difference in height. Yeah. Giannis will bully him and push him around and throw down. They need tall players that can guard. Uh, and, like, Dennis can lock up any point guard, right? Yeah. He's like a bootleg Drew Holiday. Yeah. So you have a matchup there against some elite point guards, but... Even then, where's the scoring coming from for him? You know, yeah. Marcus Smart can get buckets. Tatum, we know, can get buckets. 60 points. Um, you think about all those players. You know, good defensive team. They're good all around. What are they missing exactly is that extra scoring. Yeah, like a guy... Extra scoring and even getting rebounds. That's the, exactly. I think the crash in the glass. A guy like Andre Drummond would do them wonders. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a... Yeah. yeah. Andre yeah. would be amazing, but they, he went to Philly. He went to Philly, yes. After some... Uh, then Dwight went to L.A. Dwight <laughs> went to L.A. It's basically a Drummond for Dwight trade. Yeah. Um, like, there's also the, the Andre Drummond situation with Joel Embiid. Yeah, I don't know... Exactly why the 76ers felt the need to pay a guy like Andre Drummond when they had Joel. Are you going to run him at like a power forward? He's not a power forward. He can't score. He can't score. He gets rebounds and Joel is the perfect center. Exactly. He's a back-to-the-basket player. He puts it in the net and he gets rebounds. He does it all. Drummond just does the rebound part, but he does it slightly better than Joel. So are you just going to put him out there to grab rebounds when the bench players are in? It really doesn't make sense why they signed him and... Especially because they have beef, Joel and Andre Drummond. The we've, we've seen tweets, that. Yeah. yeah, living in his head, rent free. Living in his head, rent free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's just the NBA situation with like the 76ers and their signings, and uh, they're dealing with a lot. One of those things being Ben Simmons. Okay, so Ben Simmons has had trade rumors. Warriors, especially. Ooh. Golden State, I think, would love to have a guy like Ben Simmons. Okay, but when you offer them as the 7th overall pick, the 14th overall pick, uh, who else did they put in that trade offer? Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman. Are you going to say yes to that for, for Ben Simmons? I would. You would? Okay. <laughs> you would. Now, Ben Simmons, I think I think the, the 76ers win that trade. You you, you said that you thought Jonathan Kaminga was one of the, be- one of the best uh, draft uh, picks in this year, yes. and then you said that you would trade him, <laughs> essentially. No, I, I mean I would trade the pick if I if so if this is after say let's trade Jonathan Kuminga. No, if if you give the seventh pick to the you know 76ers, I don't think they take Kuminga. I think they take someone else. Probably. So I think you would trade that pick. Honestly, Ben Simmons, I know about his playoff struggles, and I know that he shot 32 percent from the free throw line, which I could probably shoot better than him. Ben, if he was not 6'10", is a UPS driver. 
right? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. So if you're Ben Simmons, you have to work on your game. So the Warriors, if like if you send Ben Simmons to play with Steph Curry, do you not think they would pick up some three point shooting? How would that line up? Where are you gonna run Simmons at the three? Yeah, essentially. Okay. You'd run Simmons at the three, and you'd have. Think of that defense, though. Yeah. Clay and Ben, Being... wings are not scoring. No, not scoring. exactly, exactly. Um, but you play with the Splash Brothers under Steve Kerr. Yeah. You have to pick up three point shooting. Yeah, exactly. And if Ben wants to survive, he would have to. Mm-hmm. So I would, if if you're the Warriors, you want to get Ben Simmons and teach him how to shoot threes from the guy who is the literally the best in the world and all time at doing that, and the guy who's like fifth on that list. See, I don't know if you do that because the one thing that the Warriors lacked when they won their championships was it was a star center, and James Ryman could be that if he blossomed. If he blossomed, that and. Two first Wiggins and Wiseman? I would say one first Wiggins and Wiseman. That'd be fair. Even the seventh pick, Wiggins and Wiseman. But the 14th and the seventh, I don't think that makes sense. Uh, obviously, well, the Warriors didn't either because they, they declined did. it. They did not make that trade. Exactly. Um, but that's just the center, it didn't affect them that much. They still won th- like two, three, champion- three, three championships. Three championships, yeah. yeah. I mean, they also had Kevin Durant. Let's make that clear. Yeah. The greatest ever do it. So maybe you don't need a center. But, like, if you get, like, three-star players, do you still need that center? Or can you stick with that, uh, like, average guy to get you those buckets and those rebounds? I mean, I I don't know. I think I think that it, they did well uh, declining that trade. But, but if there was a trade where you take out that 14th pick and it was just the 7th Wiggins and Wiseman, I think you take it. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's. This is all a bunch hypothetical. Of, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also rumored to go to the Kings. Sacramento. I don't uh, see it. No, I don't. What see are you going to give up? Tyreek Evans. He's not even on. The You're team. not going to trade De'Aaron Fox. Not gonna, Certainly no, not. De'Aaron Fox is way too fast. That guy is. I think De'Aaron Fox will make it actually pretty far. Yeah, he's absolutely. a great player. Um, like you, Sacramento. They don't get a lot of talk. They're a small market team. They have yeah. li- like little to no star players, and they don't have a future. Like, exactly. Their picks have all been subpar. Mm-hmm. Name one Kings draft pick in the past couple years. Can't. Marvin Bagley. Before. Marvin Bagley. Oh, yeah. How's he doing? He wants exactly. out. Exactly. Marvin Bagley has been a bust pick. All their other picks have been kind of, you know, I, I understand people like re- like raking on the Suns for taking DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic. What about the Kings? <laughs> Marvin Bagley? Over Luka Doncic? I, I don't really know what they're thinking, to be honest with you. DeAndre Ayton, he was an, he's an NBA finalist. The other problem with Sacramento is that all their free agents just want to leave because it's a small market. They don't get any attention, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know, De'Aaron Fox obviously wants to stay. He signed the extension. Yeah. But after the extension, you know, we're seeing the Kings get, like, literally no love out of the whole entire, like, NBA fan base. They're just there. Yeah, they're they not, are just there. They're not garbage. They're not good. They're not a playoff team. They're not a lottery team. They will always have like the 10th to 14th pick in the draft. It changes nothing at all. Exactly. So, yeah. I, if you're Sacramento, like, 
what do you do? If you want to get Ben Simmons, sure, get a guy who can't shoot on your team. That exactly. will really excite the fans. I don't know. They're in a weird position. Yeah. A lot of teams are like that. You know, yeah. one of those teams being the Portland Trailblazers. But uh, let me just say, it's Portland's year. Don't, mm. uh... How is it Portland's year? They just signed Norman Powell to a massive contract extension. Damian Lillard's going to average 57 points <laughs> per game and 11 rebounds and 27 assists. This is in 2K. Shut up. He's a, he's a hooper, dude. It's Damian Lillard. He is He's a rapper. Came out with a really good song the other day. It was okay. But Dame is a... Oh, Damian Lillard trade talks. Damian Lillard trade talks. DJ McCollum trade talks. Seem like Portland is kind of falling apart internally. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was was Brad Sidney just going there. Like, I don't know. (laughs) We give up CJ two firsts. And maybe a couple seconds, we could get Ben Simmons. But do we want Ben Simmons? No. No, you don't want Ben Simmons. We want players to build around Damian Lillard, and Ben Simmons will not play alongside Damian Lillard as well as CJ does. But Damian Lillard trade talks. Shut up. He's staying. (laughs) He does not want to leave. His big thing is that he is loyal. And I've heard all this stuff. Loyal to zero championships. Loyal to a city. (laughs) But he's not going to win. Doesn't he want a chance to win? I think I think if he wants to, you give Dame three more years. Three more years till he's out of his prime, and then what? You chip him off when he's old? No, no, no. You you give the Trailblazers three more years Fine. to build around Dame. Fine. You give them three years to get some star player, some other great talent that you can work with. Dame. Norman Powell. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know why we chose to do that. Well, why? Okay, Norman Powell was asking for a lot, and yeah. they gave it to him because they think he's the predecessor to. Damian Lillard, and he's a great guy to play around him, but I don't think he was worth that much money, personally. No, I don't think so either. Okay, Um, yeah. Norman could have been worth a lot less, but I think think the Trailblazers will make the playoffs, and I think we will have a good team, but we will lose to either the Lakers, Jazz, Suns, Mavericks, Clippers, majority of the West. Now we shift over to the NHL, where the Kraken had their expansion draft. Any thoughts on that? Um... I see what they're building around. It's youth and cap space. And the NHL, those are the two biggest things. Yeah. Uh, having a lot of cap room to get a lot of star players and having a lot of young players because NHL progression is insane. Carr McDavid, when he came into the league, was could have been an MVP candidate had he not gotten injured. Exactly. He was that good. So you want to build around youth. Yeah. But that Car- being said. Carey Price. Yeah is one of the greatest goalies to ever do it. I don't care about how many cups he hasn't won or the fact that he only has a, like one Vesna. He is still Carey Price. He is consistently good every year. And you had a chance to bring him to a new team and you pass up on it for Kale Fleury. Now, I'm not saying Kale Fleury is a bad player. Kale Fleury is not Carey Price. What I'm saying is he's injured. Carey Price has another knee injury. Another one. Another knee surgery. You saw how he recovered from it? Oh, yeah. Took him to the cup final. Yeah, I saw how he recovered from it. It took him how many years since he got that injury to take him there? How many years? He still made it there. And what happened? Kerry had four years, about four years on his deal when he was put in the expansion draft, right? Ron Francis, I, you needed a star player. And I'm going to be real, Mark Giordano... Does not cut it. Did they need a star player though? Yes. You want someone that will sell you tickets. That's the thing with an expansion okay, team. Okay, here's the thing. Seattle wants a hockey team. Badly. Yes. It's like they don't need the star because everyone wants to already go. 
for at least one year until they get that star because they're gonna have a high pick. They have. They're gonna have cap space. Exactly. They're so they're to gonna. Well, I mean, I've been looking at WAR projections, wins above replacement for the NHL. Yeah. They have Seattle winning the division. That is not happening. No, it's not gonna happen. They no. don't have the star power to do that at the moment. In a couple years, yes, I like what they're building. Sure. The young core is just only going to get better. That's the thing about the Kraken. Yes. What they need to be weary of is not overpaying like some older guys, which is what they did perfectly yes. in this offseason. If I mean, Ron Francis, I don't know how you didn't see what happened with Vegas. They made it to the finals. Yeah. And they didn't even make a lot of expansion draft day trades. Hmm. There weren't a, a ton of that. You could have made a lot because the trade freeze happens. And the trade freeze, for those who are uneducated on this uh, expansion draft subject... The only teams that can trade are the Kraken and whatever team want to trade with the Kraken. They're the only ones that can make moves. Yeah. And you have that ability, and the Vegas Golden Knights made about 10 of those trades, and they packaged their team with a bunch of these great players. They drafted William Carlson. They yeah. traded for, uh, what was his name? I was talking about him the other day. Marcia Saul. He's turned into a great player. Yeah. And if, you, if, you're, if you're the Kraken, why not make those type of moves? Because Vegas managed to build a young core and still added veterans to it which is something that the kraken probably should have done because they're gonna have to pay some guys in the future like younger guys i don't know if they have the salary cap to do that maybe that's why they're not spending but then again i don't i don't know really what their end goal is and if this team can eventually compete but i know they will at least win the division in a couple years most definitely yeah but passing on carry price it doesn't make sense to me passing on yeah and i understand the cap situation He's making way too much money. Way too much. But then again... It's Carey Price. It's Carey Price, yes. And you want, you want that amazing goalie on your team. Because when the Kraken did their draft and they brought out the important players that they signed, if you bring out Chris Drieger, the mm-hmm. starting goalie formerly for the Florida Panthers, how does that look as a team? And if you bring out Brandon Tanev, not even the best Tanev sibling <laughs> in the NHL... Why? Why would you not? Another guy I don't realize why they didn't pick was Subban. And I know that sounds weird. He makes a lot of money, but he is an exciting hockey player that could bring a lot of energy to locker rooms, to the young players. Yeah. And I think he'd be a good defensive asset. I know Subban's a bit washed, and I know he's really old. and a Mentor. Big, he's a mentor-type player. He's an Iguodala-type player yeah. for NBA fans. He's the Mark Giordano that they didn't pick. Exactly. <laughs> it's Giordano, you know, he won the Norris a couple years ago. Wow. But that was because he was the only good defenseman on the Calgary <laughs> Flames. It was either him or Travis Hamannick, and we know how that ends. And we know how the Flames end. Oh, Calgary has one of the worst situations in the league. You need to trade Johnny Goudreau, and you need to trade Sean Monaghan. You have no one to build around. You need to build through the draft. Trade for picks. Send Johnny Goudreau back to Philadelphia. They'll gladly give you a pick <laughs> and a player. You send Sean Monaghan to a team that needs a center. Maybe send him to Pittsburgh. You get, get some, some picks. Get get picks. You have nothing right now. Young, it's they rebuild. You start fresh. There, there is no Battle of Edmonton. You will lose to the Oilers ten nothing. McDavid will have seven of those goals yeah. and three of those assists. You need to get rid of everything right now. You need to go full stop. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about free agency, right? Yeah. So first of all, the Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall resigning. Or uh, resigning. Sorry. I think it was a good signing for Buffalo. I mean, not Buffalo, Boston. Um, Boston, uh, they are a great team. They have a lot of great players. David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, yeah. Brad Marchant. <laughs> um, but they did lose a lot this offseason. 
Um, David Krejci is returning back to the KHL to yeah. play with, uh, you know, with people that mm-hmm. speak Russian and he wants to live with his family and whatnot. Yeah. They uh, lost some goaltending in Linus Allmark, I believe, and I believe they gained Yaris. They, no, they lost Halak and gained Allmark. Yeah. Halak is going to Vancouver, uh, which, why? Mm-hmm. I You tried Holtby, why is Halak going to work? Just because <laughs> they have H's in their last name does not change anything. They're both just going to be like backup goaltenders behind Thatcher who are going to underperform just like Holtby did. And that's why the Canucks bought him out. Because Benning is a poverty GM who makes horrible moves. One of those moves being Oliver ekman Larson was is coming to Vancouver. I don't understand the trade. Primarily because of the Louis Erickson situation. Exactly. There was a one year left on the contract that they've been waiting out for so long. And then they traded for a guy on a six-year deal. Yeah. Like, okay, Garland, he's okay. He's good. Garland's a he's scorer. Good. He's he'll, a scorer. He'll play alongside Horvat, you know. And is Ekman Larson really worth trading for the six-year contract? He hasn't played to that contract in over, like, two years, like, to that caliber? Yeah. Ekman is a great, you know, he's a, he was a great defenseman. He could was. Play. Keyword there is a was. Emphasis on was. <laughs> he will not shine in Vancouver. He will not do much in Vancouver. He'll be your number one defense. He'll be your number two behind Quinn. But he will be your number two defenseman, and pairing him with Quinn will not work. You will have to pair him with someone else, and even then he cannot carry a workload by himself because he is old. And he's he's typically, he's an offensive defenseman. And you add that to Quinn, right, who's already an offensive defenseman. Yeah. That was their issue last year. The whole yeah. issue was, we can't play defense. We don't have, like, def- true defensemen. Yeah. And then you trade for Ekman Larson. I... It's Jim Benning is one of, if not the worst general manager in the NHL. And I know a lot of Canucks fans will have my head hung for that. But Benning cannot draft and he cannot make trades. And sure, you can say he can draft. He took Pedersen. He took Hughes. Ulevi, a player they took with the fifth overall pick in (laughs) the Connor McDavid draft. Yeah. When they could have took a proven player in Matthew Tchuk, chose Ulevi. Ole Levy now signed a minimum worth less than his rookie contract. So how about that drafting now? Not a lot of their picks have turned out. They need to make some serious signings or make some serious moves if they want to contend in the West. Or you will fall to McDavid, to the Blackhawks, my team, or you will not even make the playoffs. It's going to be a weird year for the Canucks, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, what's going to be a good year, though, is the Chicago Blackhawks. They finessed. Oh, my getting goodness they gracious. Marc-Andre Fleury, people were saying, well, he was saying. Marc-Andre Fleury for a bag of chips. I That's don't want to play in Chicago. I'm Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm from Quebec. Guess what? Who's our starter now? We have a contending team. Both big Chicago market teams, they're coming in and they're playing well. We're disincluding the Bears from this one. <laughs> the Blackhawks and the Bulls. Easy. Blackhawks, we got Jonathan Taves coming back from what looked to be a horrible, horrible illness. He's okay, though. Patrick <laughs> Kane. Come on. That dude is an MVP candidate. Alex Debrinkit, the next Jonathan Taves, <laughs> next to Jonathan Taves. <laughs> Kirby Doc, the next Patrick Kane, next to Patrick Kane. We have a great team. We are going to kill it. And we just got this little defense. You might have heard of him. His name is Seth Jones. We, you know, we gave up quite a bit. You know, a we lot si- of money. Signed them for quite a bit, eight yeah, years. eight years. But 
I see three Norris trophies out of that. Three Norris trophies in eight years. Seth Jones will become a generational. That's defenseman. the bold take. That is my hot sizzling take. Seth Jones will win three or more Norris trophies on his tenure with yeah. the Chicago Blackhawks. Seth Jones, great player, maybe a little too long of a contract, but we'll let it fly. Yeah. Unlike the Nurse deal, exactly. There's a lot of contracts going down. Daniel Nurse just signed an eight-year, seventy-five million-dollar deal with the uh, Edmonton Oilers to package alongside with McDavid, Drysdale, and Nugent Hopkins. I don't know why you wouldn't try and spend that money on someone else. Not even try and spend it on someone else. Maybe try and go get a guy. Trade for him. Well, you know who they traded for? Chicago Blackhawk legend and now washed overall. The Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith. I don't understand it. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, maybe he's there for a mentor position. Maybe he's there for a, uh, I don't know, top six position. Who exactly is he mentoring on that team? That team is Darnell Nurse. I grown don't know. Grown up. He, he just signed an eight-year deal. I know. He's uh, got. You've got to be somewhat of a have, good defender have to, to be, sign an eight-year deal. You have to be grown to have an eight-year deal because you have to be a grown man to make that decision. Goaltending is a massive issue for them. They have. They could have got Grubauer or Flurry. But and they went back to Mike Smith. Exactly. <laughs> they went back to Mike Smith, uh, whose big thing in Edmonton was that he fought a goalie he was traded for. To and be fair, they will win the Pacific, right? Right? <laughs> the Pacific, I think you could throw up any old team, and it'll probably just happen, like, naturally, except for, like, the L.A. teams. Anaheim, L.A., and San Jose, hello, welcome to the draft lottery. The- so you're saying it's between the Kraken, Vegas... I think Edmonton. Vegas will win. Vegas will win. You think Vegas is going to win? Vegas will win the division. If Vegas is the number one pick for that division. Well, yeah. Vegas Vegas is the top four team in the NHL, I'd say, right yeah, now. Yeah, they'll win. Um, another uh, Pacific contract thing. Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes have yet to sign uh, the negotiations. Elias Pettersson, according to sources known as my brother, has uh, unfollowed his Canucks teammates. He has. And Canucks on Instagram. He unfollowed him from the beginning. I think that his agent just, this is I think, I think this is unfollow. a I think this is a power tactic. Um, yeah. I think this is exactly what Giannis did. If you yeah. remember in Giannis's extension thing, he unfollowed Chris Middleton, the Bucks, yeah. uh, other Bucks teammates. And then he signed Leverage. the biggest contract in almost NBA history. Leverage. So this is exactly what they're doing. And they're also seeing these players signing massive contracts. Kale McCarr signed an eight-year deal. The longer they wait, the more they pay him. Exactly, and that's what Quinn Hughes is doing. They, they, they always wait for someone to set the bar. And I think Seth Jones did that. And I think Kale McCarr. Uh, Seth Darnell Jones, Nurse. Kale McCarr, Darnell Nurse. Now it's Quinn's turn. Will uh, Benning do anything about it? And Patterson, you have to sign Quinn and Patterson in the same offseason. That kills so much money. And that means you've got to let a guy like Besser or Horvat just walk. Yeah. So this is. I all. mean, you don't need a. You don't have to let Besser walk. You could always trade Besser. Exactly, Besser would be a great trade piece to a team that yeah. needs scoring. Exactly. You what? trade here. You trade Besser for a defenseman who's actually a true defenseman. You know, plus you, a couple you picks. Could, you could get like Besser for some solid D men in the league. Exactly, which is. But I feel like if Jim Benning <laughs> was at the helm and said, "I need to trade Brock Besser. Let's send him to the LA Kings for Drew Doughty." <laughs> Drew Doughty is washed. He has nothing left in them. They would honestly just completely screw yeah. themselves over yeah. and trade for some bum defenseman who was good in the early 2010s, and then they would blow it because that is all Benning has done. The Canucks have a lot to think about as we segue into the NFL, and the big news in the NFL at this moment is Michael Thomas wanting out after He's, not... It's gonna be fine! I mean... 
three months, in the last three months, Michael Thomas has yet to pick up a call from the Saints organization, including uh, members of the team, um, trainers, even head coach Sean Payton tried giving him a call, and he did not pick up. And it is assumed that he will request a trade in the next week or so. Okay. As a Saints fan... They're falling apart. Shut up, shut up. Seems like Drew Brees was the gel that kept them together because... Okay, 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 okay. Now, Michael, this is a plea from a dying Saints fan. We just lost our king, our god, Drew Brees, who will now talk about sports for years to come. But you are all we have left, Michael. It's you and Kamara and some occasional defensive player. Jabu wins five. Jameis Winston. This... This is all we have. Michael, you are our savior. You are all we have on offense. We can't just keep giving the ball to Kamara or he will die when we play the Rams. And okay, the but it's not like they have the worst thing in the league. Because no, of course not. their defense is still Our defense top is tier. amazing. We have one of the best defenses Cameron, the Jordan, Cameron Jordan. Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore. Yeah, obviously. They're going to be great. They have to, under- they have to pick, a- pick a lane. It's trade Michael Thomas and get something on the offense or trade Michael Thomas for picks? I want a lot of picks for Michael Thomas, but Michael set a record for most catches in a season and a lot of touchdowns too, by the way, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so, Michael Thomas, please stay. You'll give you one more season. Just, one, just give me one. I because James, think, I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay. I think he will stay. I think this is an Aaron Rodgers type deal and Devontae Adams type deal where it's, you know, we're going to stay and we're going to force your hand. But Michael Thomas... I mean, they're going to stay. Aaron Rodgers... As we segue over to Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm. They're going to stay, but they signed a one-year deal. They're done after this. Devontae Adams doesn't even want to resign his contract extension. Okay. A lot of people have been mentioning this. Michael, they did a fist bump thing with the Michael Jordan... The last dance. Scotty Pippen. One of you has one ring, and the other one wasn't there for it. Exactly. Do not picture yourselves as the two greatest duos in sports (laughs) history. You can't do it. You have to win this season, and you have to win more after that. This is not your last dance. This is someone's first, and this is your second, Aaron. So please, and I mean please, get a good team and don't think you're this amazing player because the GOAT is playing, and he just won his seventh. Yeah. Green Bay is in a position where you have to win. It's kind of like the Brooklyn Nets. You kind of have to win. It's it's now or never, pretty much, in essence. But, you know, where is Rodgers and Adams going to go? Adams is rumored to go to the Raiders to play with his buddy Derek Carr. Meet up. They played in college together. They were a force in college. Yes. And Aaron Rodgers, probably going to go to the Broncos. Probably. I don't get it, man. It's the, You're not this amazing duo. You failed. You have to win. Numerous times. Aaron, you have to win another MVP this year. Honestly? Devontae, you have to be the best wide receiver in the league by yeah. a long shot. And there's still guys like Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, a lot of One of those two is going to get injured. That's that's I, real, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to put down $30 that Devontae Adams will get injured. I think Roger's going to get injured. I have a bad we'll, feeling. We'll make a bet on this? Sure. Okay. No okay. shaking. Uh, okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. 30, 30 bucks. Thirty dollars. This is on record right here. I will owe you thirty dollars if Devontae Adams does not get injured and Aaron does. Okay. Okay. All right. And so we move on in the NFL. Xavier Howard, Miami Dolphins. He is under contract with the Dolphins, but he sent a post out on Instagram saying that he no longer wants to be part of the organization if they don't give him a contract extension 
worth the amount that he has earned. Mm-hmm. I I am not sure what the plan is. Xavier Howard is led the league in reception or in interceptions last year, and he will continue to be a force on the field. What the Dolphins need to uh, decide is is he worth the big money, the biggest money, like Jalen Ramsey? Which I don't know. They they have to decide that, or if they want to save money for their younger guys. You spent a lot of money on a guy named Will Fuller. You have you're gonna have to pay Tua in the future. You have to pay. You just got Waddle to pair alongside with Devontae Parker. Their offense is good. They got to get their defense going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to re-sign Xavier Howard. You know, you did spend a lot of money on Will Fuller, and I must say he was the hero of my fantasy team. Thank you, Will Fuller. And now um, he's suspended. Now he's suspended. Um, but they, he's one of the best, if not the best safety in the league. Um, I mean, who else is up there? Jamal yeah. Adams? Come on, he's only got two interceptions. Right? <laughs> so, Xavier, uh, he's, he, I understand... But not a lot of teams are going to give up too much for a safety. He's a cornerback. A oh, cornerback. What am I thinking? He's a great cornerback. He led the league in interceptions. He will. They will pay a lot for him. What the Dolphins need to think about. It's like trading Jalen Ramsey. You're not going to trade Jalen Ramsey. He's one of the best corners in the game. The Jaguars did. Yeah, well, <laughs> out, of your, out of your own will. Because it's not like Xavier Howard wants to pay. He even said himself yeah. that he would like to stay if they paid him. Mm. So it's the the cards are in the Dolphins' hands. Yeah, they have they have a lot of power here, but are you willing to like lose some money on getting a like more weapons for Tua? Are exactly. You to lose money on your offensive line to protect Tua. What matters more to you right now is it that elite cornerback who is a consistent shutdown and was one of the best, or are you willing to protect your franchise centerpiece in Tua? Exactly. It's That's a tough choice, but you have all the cards and all the power to make the decision. Either way, you keep one of the you keep that something defense really important. gets significantly worse if you trade Xavier Howard away. But then again, if you can get picks or you can get like a cornerstone tackle, yep, it'll make all the difference for Tua's career. Yep. So now we move on to Indianapolis. So in training camp, well, let's sit, let's go back. Yeah, rewind a bit. Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts Carson as Wentz. the next Philip Rivers Andrew Luck. And they re-signed Quinton Nelson to the extension. In training camp, uh, Carson Wentz had a foot injury. Indianapolis said it was minor. He has now had surgery and may not be back until halfway through the season. Now, that's not it. Two days later, Quinton Nelson has almost the exact same injury. The best offensive lineman in the league. Yes, left guard, can play right guard as well. And he is done for the entire season. So, what is Indianapolis going to do at quarterback is the main question. There was two guys, Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason. I go Jacob Eason. I also go Jacob Eason. Yeah, Jacob. But Quentin Nelson, I know you're supposed to protect the, the, the QB, but you're not supposed to do it in the hospital either. Uh, it's, it, it's rough in Indianapolis is, right now. They have such pain. a good team. First, it was Andrew Luck. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They have a great team. They have a great defense, great uh, safety. They have great cornerbacks. They have an elite offensive line. They have weapons in Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton. And they also have one of the best young running backs in the game, Jonathan Taylor. All they needed was a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, It was Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck retired. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers did okay. Didn't do great. I mean, took him to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Buffalo, which was inevitable, but, you know, 
Now you had Carson Wentz. This was this was their year to to win that division. Exactly. And now it's in the car. Now it's in the air. It's it's all up, just thrown around. You can have all these great weapons, but you don't have a gun. It doesn't make sense. So <laughs> if you're Indianapolis, the move you have to make is do what you can. But if you have to make trades to fill those holes, you must. I don't think it's even with a trade. I think they got to just sign someone, just anyone, to uh, ask someone. Who, like who do you sign? If you're Honestly, team. I don't have any idea. I, either you look and you give Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger first team reps and you say, hey, we're good enough. They're going to be good enough to go out there and win. Or you go out there and you say, okay, we don't have what it takes. You go out and you ask Rivers to come out of town, which they already did. He said he'd think about it. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> if you have to ask father of seven or eight, Philip Rivers, father of ten, Philip Rivers to abandon... Ten children to come play for a poverty franchise right now. Are you really a good team? I don't know. Well, you go... Now we're talking about Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo Ooh. signed Josh Allen to a six-year, 238 or $58 million dollar contract. Massive. And I can't understate how big this is for the Bills. Honestly? <laughs> Josh Allen has been good for one year. Whoa. One year. Whoa. One year. That's it. With more years to come, might I add. One year. Been. If you're good for one year, it doesn't mean you're going to be great forever. You, He literally could have been a one-hit wonder. One year. Okay. And Josh Allen, the way he plays, he's going to get injured at some point. And they just handed him a six-year contract without even seeing what he is like as a true, true star. Okay. Now, Josh Allen, I think... Will have an MVP caliber season. This he season. had one last season. He'll have another one after about three straight seasons of MVP caliber play. They'll just he'll just go. Yeah, he'll, he'll fall off. But you want to have him for those three years. It, true. So, I'm not saying that this contract is undeserved or anything like that. I think it was a great signing. I don't like that it is six years, and I think they could have waited one year and let and took him in probably like later this season. Because if he gets injured this season, it's all. It's all gone. I mean, yeah. look at Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's good. I think it's a great signing. I don't know what exactly how you think about it and how it doesn't work, but to me, this makes all the sense in the world. He, two years, a year ago, actually, everyone was saying Josh Allen can't throw the ball. Josh Allen overthrows his wide receivers, which he did last year. Still, he still did it. Well, now he's got faster wide receivers. He's got Stephon Diggs. Oh, he did. Okay, but he still did it. That's not, it's... It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. I'm not saying that Josh Allen isn't worth it. He probably, if he can play well and continue to play as good as he did last year, yes, then he'll be worth it. But he's played one good year. That's like saying, okay, Jameis Winston plays one good year, six-year deal, two hundred fifty million. Okay, well, Jameis MVP season loading. We all know that. <laughs> but I think I think it was a good signing. But another thing going on in Buffalo, Cole Beasley and De- DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins in and the vaccine Arizona. situation going on. I understand what the league is saying. And it's I, a business. I understand what the players are saying. Yeah. And I, I respect the opinions of them saying we don't want to do something if we have the choice not to. But there this, is no reason for a player to retire in spite of a vaccine. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, they're letting their team down? They're, they're letting, letting the, the fan base they're down? They're letting the, your, your, everything around you down. You're letting yourself down because you have talent that you are wasting, and you're doing it out of pettiness because you don't want a vaccine in your arm. Doesn't make sense. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't add up. Do you want to play football, or do you want to be a quote-unquote 
bigger person. Yeah. Like, no. the NFL is... The NFL is a business. If p- players don't get vaccinated, then they can't play and they don't make money. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So there's a reason that the league is trying to force players to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But obviously, this is not always the most uh, moral option. Like, there's obviously a better way to do it and giving them their option to do it. Like, letting them have the option to get the vaccine. But they kind of are on a strict timeline, so they kind of need to pressure them in a way. But it's not a reason for anyone to retire, no. I don't think. Um, really, that's the biggest news in the NFL. Uh, all we can hope is that we have a good season with all our star players back. Exactly. Um, I guess final thoughts. What are your top three teams in each of the leagues we discussed today? NBA, top three power rankings. NBA, I'll go Lakers. Not number one. This is in no order. Well, do it, in, do it in from one to three. One to three? Yes. Brooklyn, LA, Milwaukee. Okay, um, I'm probably the same. Yeah. Uh, NHL, I would have to say Tampa Bay, Vegas, Boston Bruins. I would love to say Toronto, but they can't do it in the playoffs. I would say Tampa Bay number one, but I'd switch Vegas and Boston. I think that Boston's going to have a good year. I think Boston's going to have a good year. I think Vegas will be that top four team as we know. All right, NFL, you start us off. NFL, okay. Number one. Has got to be the Chiefs. Okay, yeah, that's consensus. Given. That's consensus. Number two. I'm with the Packers ahead of the Bucks, And then I'm going the Bucks after that. I, I don't know. I, I think the Bucks are good, but I think that they don't necessarily... I think teams are going to figure them out. Because they have pretty much the exact same team. I know that they have smart coordinators, and I know that they'll switch it up. But I think that teams are going to figure them out quite quickly. It's like a Lamar Jackson situation. Lamar Jackson was good for one year, MVP season. What happened the next year? Teams figured him out. Okay. <laughs> All right. For me, Kansas City. Non-biased. You can't put the Saints here. I didn't put the Seahawks here. Okay. I was going to say New Orleans. No. Tampa Bay. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills Buffalo. ahead of the Green Bay Packers. Yes. yes. Okay. Confident in them. That will uh, conclude this edition of the Back of the Bench podcast. Uh, tune in next time where we're going to discuss all the latest news in the NBA, NHL, NFL. Another thing we didn't mention today, which I felt should be said, the greatest soccer player of all time is now a part of Paris for those soccer fans out there. Exactly. That's pretty important, but hey, who cares about soccer? He'll score goals or whatever. <laughs> you guys have great times, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.